Hi, my name is Charles OBJ, and you're tuned in to Travel Talks with Charles OBJ. And I'm Michaela Lampert. I am a production assistant for people of color. And this is Henry Banks. I'm honored that Charles and Michaela uh, have come together to put this segment of the show uh, in place. And we're going to be doing several of these conversations. Uh, as Charles and Michaela have mentioned, this is about our perspective as people of color uh, on uh, the food fair in Duluth and other parts of the state and the country and the world also. Uh, so uh, sit back and enjoy this conversation and Charles I'm going to just let you take over. Perfect, thank you Henry. So we started the conversation with your perspective, uh, your culture, and how that affects or impacts your food choices? Um, well, I grew up um, in mainly white cities and my parent is white. Um, and so I, I am pretty used to the Minnesota food, right? Okay. So all the hot dishes and, you know, the lack of spice is the general joke, right? Yeah. Um, lots of corn, lots of potatoes. So coming to Duluth, it, it was not a shock for me. Right. Um, I can go to a restaurant and I know what I'm getting. I'm not, you know, blindsided by the lack of my culture's um, representation because this this is my culture. But I know a lot of friends who are first generation or a lot of friends who are international students or just people from other states who are, they don't feel the same way, right? They feel like they don't have options, they don't feel like they have even a grocery store that they can access to give them options to cook their own food. Um, and so I think that's, that's an important thing to consider if you're in a city that is trying to diversify itself. Do you think Duluth is really trying to diversify itself? Uh, is there any efforts being made um, in the city, by the city, to provide those resources? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Some might call them small starts, but they're always a start, right? Um, there are professors like Adam Pine at UMD who is really researching um, food deserts in the city and how that impacts especially low-income and people of color um, in the Lincoln Park neighborhood, for instance. Um, you know, there are initiatives to kind of grow the amount of resources and activities that happen in these low-income neighborhoods um, to, you know, build it up to what we want Duluth to be. And while it might not be diversifying um, along the lines of race, it definitely is at least along the lines of, you know, income and things like that, which is a start to having, you know, the cultural perspectives then of food and things like that. Okay. And we have uh, Emery Banks here with us. Yes, I mean, you course. can chime in well, whenever yeah, you want to. I, I so. do have yeah. something I want to say because, you know, we talk about Duluth, Minnesota a lot. Right, yeah. But we should also incorporate Superior in that conversation, exactly. too, because Superior is less than five miles away mm -hmm. from Duluth. And, and I would expect uh, Superior is probably struggling with that same uh, opportunity, if you will, right. or challenge to uh, provide food and food resources uh, to a variety and diversity of people. Right, mm -hmm. and the options that we have right now are based on just the improvisations uh, from the people of color here. If you need to get some cultural options, you, you have to drive down to the cities to Minneapolis, St. Paul, or in the case of Wisconsin, Superior, you have to drive down to Madison or Milwaukee to get that cultural food or that diversity in all areas. I want to say something yeah. because uh, I'm in a partnership with two other business partners and we are actually uh, working to address 
Charles, what you just mentioned mm -hmm. uh, about the African flair, if you will, right. of, of food, and the business is called North Africa, right. and our goal is to provide a different option uh, for food in the Twin Ports. Uh, we're getting really close, uh, and uh, so I'm grateful to my business partners. One is from Edina, the other is from Duluth. Right. Uh, we're working together to really put something in place that people will benefit from mm -hmm. uh, health-wise and otherwise. Right. Uh, it's very important. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and I think Duluth Superior, the Twin Port, will benefit from that type of services because people are waiting to experience those cultural diverse food, um, waiting to experience what that taste tastes like, essentially. I, I also want to put something out there. I want to congratulate uh, Duluth for providing more resources for the folks in Lincoln Park. At one point, Lincoln Park was uh, declared a food desert. Um, now we have one grocery store in the Lincoln Park, a co-op uh, grocery store in the Lincoln Park. We have a lot of our gardens being established in the Lincoln Park neighborhood. Now, one of my complaints about those gardens is those gardens are made for middle-income individuals, right? Folks who can afford to rent a raised bed. I'm supposed to the folks who really need those services. Those are the low-income folks who can't really afford uh, to go to the grocery stores and buy green foods, vegetables, um, especially those organic vegetables. Um, the only choice of a grocery store in the Lincoln Park neighborhood is the co-op. Do you know how much it is well, to grocery shop in the local? It's in West Duluth. It's in West Duluth. But it's easier access for people who live in Lincoln Park now to access that store. But how much would you find groceries in the Lincoln Park compared to a Super One? It's much expensive. Much more expensive. Much more expensive. Uh, the folks who can afford those are the middle income folks, right? The same folks who can afford raised beds to grow your own stuff. So. And I, I get that we're you know trying to implement those type of services, but those services are being implemented to folks who can actually afford it when the goal is for, for folks, folks who can't, can't afford it. This is Travel Talks with Charles OBJ.